On this week's episode of Third Party Controller Podcast, we talk about Yakuza 4 and Yakuza Like a Dragon. Also, we discuss Super Nintendo World's launch being delayed due to the COVID-19 pandemic, the Star Wars license ending with EA and going to multiple developers like Ubisoft and Bethesda, we talk about CD Projekt Red apology video and what we think about it. All that and more on this week's episode of Third Party Controller Podcast. Let's get it going. Welcome to Third Party Controller Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse P.S. Libra with... Beto Esparza. And... Joe Ramirez. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Third Party Controller Podcast on this very warm California January month day. It is warm today, and Joe's drinking today at... I can't read it. Intellectual Intellectual violence? For a minute, when you were turning the can, it looked like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure art for a minute. But then I see the, I saw the skull, and I'm like, oh, okay, it's a homey drink. It's like, you know, it's bomb, fool. What's Bethel drinking? Dang, Bethel's, what you got, scotch? It's a whiskey. Rum? Wh- wh- I got that one I, I, got that one I told you about. Yeah, whiskey. Whiskey? I, I'm, I'm drinking. Bullet bourbon. Look what I I'm drinking. That. I got that one I told you about, Bethel, too. I'm drinking. Oh, yeah. Bart, it's only 35. I'm drinking Bart Simpson water. <laughs> Lame. Fucking nerd. Delicious. On this warm day, I'm um I'm I'm drinking keeping it's hydrated. Vodka, man. Drinking being huh? hydrated. It's it's fucking vodka, man. And there's no electrolytes, but I'm still, yeah. you know. Bondo? <sighs> Delicious water. Yep, yep. But yeah. Let's get going. Mm-hmm. Beto. Hey. So fuck. Hey. 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 I quit Persona 5. You're done? For a bit. I took a tiny break just so uh, I could start Yakuza 4. I, I I think I've restarted this game for like the third time now. And this is the furthest I've gotten. And it's finally kind of got my attention now. Um, I'm like in chapter four. I think was it each, e, almost each. How many characters do you play in this game? Like four or five? I think it's four. Because, yeah, cause, I mean, because I read somewhere like the first five chapters are for like one character and then just like a couple i don't know exactly how it goes but mm. i'm on chapter four so far and uh it's it's been cool so far like i've been <laughs> this is i got a, I got to a point where i'm helping out a girl because she needs a loan i don't know why she hasn't said why but and somehow like this character makes you do some sort of test whether it's like a moral test or like a test of like labor or something. Mm-hmm. So he makes this girl work at like a, a hostess bar. Yeah. I and then you, kind of, you got to dress her up and put her in makeup. You got to, and then you put her out there. That was my so favorite can, part. Like, huh? That was my favorite part. Making her it was all fun. pretty. Like, uh, 
you dress her up, you put her makeup in and all that stuff, so you gotta doll her up so you can throw her out there so she can entertain like the clients. And then uh I made her up the first time. She looked all cute and stuff. <laughs> and then uh she got a nice little dress and then nobody was nobody was uh, talking to her. And I go around and tells you, walk around so you kinda get a feel what what kind of people what kind of girl these people like. Yeah. And like I like a girl with elegance. I like a classy girl, stuff like that. Uh-huh. So you go back to the the dressing room and you dress her up like in a classy kind of way. So all the items like dresses and all the accessories, the makeup, it tells you, it describes it like, oh, this is a classy look. This is a, a elegant look, whatever the fuck. I'm curious how you dressed Dress- her up the first time now. <laughs> huh? I'm curious how you dressed her up the first time now. She looked, she looked beautiful. I'm telling you. And um, so yeah, I dressed I- her up. And then I went back out there, and all the dudes were up on her dick after that shit. <laughs> so they're so they're all up on her, and then uh, that was it. That's all. That's as far as I got. But it's I love the I don't know just the silliness of it. Like it, it could be the like the most serious plot, but like little stuff here and there is like so silly, and it just changes. It breaks up the monotony of of the seriousness of it. But when it gets but, serious, it's like oh shit. Yeah. yeah. It's like it's yeah it's it's it's. And man, it's like one of my favorite series is series, 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 series. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm planning on beating it. Hopefully within the next week, because I wanna I wanna get to seven, because seven looks fucking awesome. But I also want to get to zero, because I never played zero. Uh, so you got hold on. I got you're four, on four, five, and you already five, played and six. zero. I kind of want to play six again, but I'll probably like go through that really slow. Yeah. But uh, what's cool about like those, these Yakuza games is like it's the same city, but they they add stuff to it and take away stuff to it throughout the series. So I'm playing it through right now, and there's little like rooftop accesses. So you can go to the rooftop and like walk around through the through the rooftops of the city. There's like scaffolds that that let you cross buildings and stuff. So I was like, "Fuck! I didn't know that." Like, like it makes me want to go to other games and like, was this thing? Can you do this in the other games? But I'm pretty sure you couldn't. But it's it's fun just exploring that city because there's just so much new shit in it. It opens up a different look and view of Camarocho. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's like every Yakuza. It's like it, the, it's I don't know. It's it's I love how different it always is. It's the same city, but they do a lot. Of, do a lot, a lot of shit to it to make it feel new. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I just played that, and uh, more Madden. Uh, had my game against Dave, plays the Packers. He's the uh, commissioner of the league and Joe's coworker. This was like twenty five minutes ago, right? Yeah, I just finished right now, and uh, I lost. It, it, it wasn't, it wasn't great. It was a fun game. It was back, kind of back and forth, but. I ended up losing twenty-one to seventeen, and um, I mean my record's still nine and one. It's my only loss so far, so I will be heading into the postseason in hopes of playing him or Joe. Because I mean, honestly, those are the two better players in in that league, and I'm feeling pretty confident that I will make it to the Super Bowl this year because I I kind of figured out how one of the better players in my conference uh, plays, so I kind of gotta try to stop him, and uh, I don't think it'll be that hard. So, 
we will see how it goes in a couple of weeks. See if I if that if that's true. But that's uh, yeah, that's it for me. Uh, what about you, Joe? So, so um, starting with Madden, uh, still play Madden. Uh, I can't stand the way the game. Uh, I feel like there's no logic behind Madden when you sim a game between two teams because. I took two sim losses, uh, so my record has two losses, and uh, both of those teams were, I mean, it was against guys, that I, I, sh- I was nice, and I was like, ah, we can go ahead and just sim it, because I thought I was going to win, and then I lost, but one of them, like, I lost horribly, it was like 35-7, to 7, where I was like, what the fuck, I guess not even, the Falcons team, to Louis, I was like, really? how did I lose 35-7, fucking seven? I think, was actually, really I think that, I don't know. They're not that good. No, I, I, I mean they're not bad, but like yeah. when I lost to Manuel's team, uh, the, the Niners, they're actually one of the higher overall. So I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, I can get that. Yeah. But the Falcons, when I was like, that makes no fucking sense. But um, I'm not a big fan how they do how the sim works on that. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, it should uh, be better overall team. Yeah, it doesn't seem to do that. Or at least. I've also heard rumors, like I've, I've rumors, but I've just heard people say like sometimes it, it, it actually doesn't even. Uh, someone said, or I heard something that says it doesn't even take account your your team. It just takes over. It takes into account the playbook, so it just runs plays. I don't know if that's true or not, but that I hope that's not true. That would really suck. Um, but um, back to playing, um, we're like I said, we're in a few leagues, so uh, it's going okay. It's still going good. I still enjoy playing. Uh, I've been actually having fun trying to build this dolphin team in the in our other one of our other leagues but i don't know how how much how long this other league is going to last unfortunately it's looking like things are starting to fall apart i hope not but we'll see um but yeah that's it on the madden front um as far as games go i finished gears 5 uh finished gears 5 Mm-hmm. Uh, and I gotta say, I fuck, I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah, it's, it's probably yeah, it's probably my favorite. Uh, I would put that one right up there with uh, like one and two. Like I, I really liked one and two, and I would say five is definitely right up there. Yeah, um, good story. A couple of really crazy uh, uh, moments uh, to the story. Uh, all in all, it kept me really engaged. Uh, and yeah, like I would say that what Gears Gears 5 was a solid, I don't want to say it's a full-on next-gen, but it's definitely the nice, like I said before when I was playing it, it's definitely one of the nicer-looking games to play on the Series X. Um, and that their upgrade to it, uh, how it's enhanced, um, it felt pretty nice. Um, I thought... So after I beat that, I went ahead and downloaded the DLC. There was single player DLC. It's uh, the Hive Busters story mode, I guess, campaign, mini campaign. And I played that. Uh, I thought that that was a pretty. I thought that that was an even better visual, as far as fidelity wise, uh, even better than Gears 5 uh, on the view. Uh, High Busters DLC was really fun. I, I really enjoyed playing it. Uh, story, eh. 
wasn't the greatest thing. I think the whole story to it, it's been done before. It was a means to an end. I, I didn't feel like it, it, having finished Gears 5 and then jumping straight into the High Busters DLC, it didn't outstay its welcome. I like the fact that it was pretty, it's, I, I, I clocked about three, four hours with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are some, definitely some moments in that DLC where I was like, well, this is really, like, as I'm playing through the moments, I was like, this is pretty impressive. Like the, the visuals to it and just how it played out. I was like, this is pretty good. I mean, why did it, it, it wasn't like, it didn't blow me away. Like, but it was definitely, I, I thought it was a little bit of a step up from some of the best moments in Gears 5. Where I was like, wow, this is really cool. Uh, I know Jesse's played through it. There's a moment where you're kind of basically riding a lava river that I was, as I was playing it, I was like, this is really fucking cool. Like the moment itself. When that, I'll just jump in because I, I, I actually just played it right now and then I stopped, I streamed it and I stopped so we can record. Yeah, I agree with you. I liked it. When I got to that part, it hit me with that game. I'm like, oh, dude, this feels like a Gears of War ride. Like if they made a ride at Universal or anything, it's yeah. like, here's all the greatest hit stuff. Not huge hits, but here's this. And you feel like you're on the ride. Kind of like how Star Tours is like. You're in Tatooine and you're like, oh, you're now you're in a pod race, you know, stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. but not in a negative way. I was like, oh, this is fun. And it's just like, you feel like you're in, if they made a Gears of War ride, it would you, be this. You, like, you're, you know you, what it, you yeah. know what it reminded me of going mm-hmm. the, the whole lava portion, like you're saying, it reminded me of, and it's, and it's to me, I don't know if it's just me, but I mm-hmm. haven't felt a moment like that. Gears two, when you're riding on the convoy, oh, there's yeah, a moment yeah, yeah. earlier. Mm-hmm. There hasn't. It was one of the coolest moments of Gears Two, and I didn't. And, and since that moment, I haven't really felt like there was a lot of moments like that. There's been some cool stuff in the Gear series, like in the Gear series, like when there's both moments when you've been been able, been able to use a mech, mm-hmm. um, and that's cool. But that was like for me, kind of for me, it was almost like a throwback to that Gears Two moment where I was like, "This is actually." I was like, as I was riding that thing down the lava, I was like, "This is really fucking cool." Yeah. Like it just felt really good. Yeah. The pacing, I don't know what you thought up to that point, what you think, but like the pacing of that story of that DLC has for me was fantastic because yeah. I never it never outstayed its welcome. I enjoyed it from beginning to end, and 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 we'll see how that goes with you when you finish it. But yeah. I was like, this is really good. Yeah, so far I'm digging it. I enjoyed it. Like that when it was started doing the lava thing, it, it, it hit me, and I said it on stream. I'm like, this feels like a Gears of War ride in a good way. Not like it's not bad whatsoever. Now that you you beat Gears Five, and now you're able to play as Batista, are you gonna do that, or are you gonna? I did ten minutes, and I was I, I did like for ten minutes, and I was very underwhelmed. I was really? Like, uh, yeah, I was really underwhelmed. <laughs> he, oh. He's not bad. Yeah, he's not bad. But you're right. Like once you play an entire game with. Uh, with the voice, uh, what's the name? Uh, it's John DiMaggio, right? Yeah, John DiMaggio. Yeah, you play with him, and then you go to Batista. And I was like, oh, this. I, I played for like ten minutes, and I was like, this is cool. And then I was like, ah. my, my plan though is to go through the game from a specific point, like a big turning point in Gears Five, yeah. to go through it and use just and use Batista to compare it because I feel like that's basically the kind of the more like one of the moments where i'm like you'll, you'll see the big like the, the yeah. comparison you can compare and and i'll probably just jump in from there again and and redo the campaign from that point on i won't do the whole thing over again mm-hmm. but um but yeah but like i the, the, the funny thing though is like going back to hive busters hive busters is one of the few times where i was like at the end of it 
I I was legitimately like, I'm gonna go back and play it again, mm-hmm. just because it was fun. I really I had fun with with the set pieces, I call them yeah. set pieces, but like certain moments where I was like, I'll do that again. And um, I don't know what you're thinking so far as far as the story. The story was just there. I wasn't yeah. really like. I didn't hate uh, any of the characters, but it was just kind of like, yeah, this is them. I, I don't, I yeah. don't know if they're strong enough to like. I, some people were saying like, what if this might be the next, uh, the team they go with? And I'm like, like I like the main character, and like I, I didn't have anything against them, but I was like, I don't think they're strong enough to carry their own. But I mean, who knows? I, I mean, I think it could be a way of setting up because I just, you know, when I'm playing through it, it's like, of course, they're not going to be the main story. You know, their story is like, hey, we're you're taking out a hive, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, you can the set up these. Is cool. Yeah, yeah, you could set up these characters for like, you know, in any type of world that's created, there could be bigger things that hey, maybe this is something that that these other characters who are main characters like Marcus and everyone else, James and shit, like they can deal with. It's like maybe this other thing that like it doesn't make sense that they were to deal with this, but they have you know their own type of experience with the hive or whatever that can like, become a bigger thing later you know yeah like i could see them like or they join join up later you know it's like hey maybe. Th- this is our corporal whatever and then you're just like oh shit like, that's the that's the guy from fucking hive busters inevitably we're gonna get a gear six is yeah. what i'm thinking yeah. and i and i was thinking like if anything maybe they don't leave their own gears but like in gear six they do another story dlc and they and on that dlc they continue the hive busters like mm-hmm. that the, the Scorpio squad. Mm-hmm. You keep with them, like and it's funny because it's like it wasn't the strongest story, but I didn't hate the characters. Like yeah. as the whole thing was like I, they, they're kind of endearing. I actually like the main character, the character that I play that because most of I was like eh, it's, it's pretty cool, but it was yeah it wasn't like but I wasn't like I need to play these guys again. But I mean, you give me another DLC with them and something cool like that, I'm like that's yeah. great. That, I, I thought as far as story. Like, like extra can like expansion or story goes um in the end i thought that it was a great way it was it was good i i had some qualms with the end mm-hmm. of, of how it ended and how the way they went about the end but all in all i i had a lot of fun with it and i was like this is cool yeah i i i would definitely recommend um the dlc if you have gears 5 well or, or if you have game pass play it you know it's yeah because you get it for free yeah and you can play. You don't actually have to play Gears Five to play the Hive Buster oh, yeah. DLC. It's just there. So yeah, um, I would say Gears Five and yeah. Hive Busters are great. Uh, no, you know, and it, um, it justifies Game Pass for sure. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of stuff it. that justifies Game Pass. I'm not. I'm not saying it's just Gears. I'm just saying that's one where it's like that's really good. That's one of the. I would say that's one of the. If yeah, it's definitely one of the tent poles of Game Pass. I think Gears <gasps> Five. If you're getting a Series X, you want you want to. You'd want to experience Gears mm-hmm. Five and the Hive Busters DLC. I also started The Last of Us Two. Ooh, I'm not very far in. Haven't gotten very far in. Um, thus far, the I I will agree with you, Jesse, on the how they handled the action sequences. I am not far in, but I've already had a couple of moments where I, you had sequences of action, and yeah, they're pretty good. I didn't have any qualms against how they were handled or the, the how they, the setup was. So um, it's a good-looking game. Um, obviously, it's a PS4 
four. It's really a PS4 game. Mm-hmm. I don't think there are any upgrades for it being on PS5 outside of maybe major, haptic, right? I haven't heard major talks on it. If anything, like I want to say, just the frame controller. rates a bit better. I don't know. I don't know if it has that. I, I'm not sure. I heard there was something with the controller, like how you could control certain things, but it wasn't much. But um, um, so far so good. Um. It's definitely like the the beginning is. I mean, I think nothing will ever compare to the to the intro to the first one. Never. Not many games, period, will can will can their intros can compare to that first. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, I like how they really quickly can kind of go over what happened at the end of the first game and then get you going in the second game. So, yeah. uh, all in all, I'm enjoying it. Uh, I'm gonna keep playing it. Uh, I like it so far, so you know you'll you'll hear more about you know about that in the weeks to come. That's been what I've been playing. Jesse, what's up? Uh, yeah, played Hive Buster. That's what we were talking about. Uh, I enjoyed that. Played more Yakuza Like a Dragon. The more I play that game, the more I find things and I am surprised by things and just like it. To where the more I get like into the turn-based <coughs> combat, I'm like, man, I do hope. I honestly hope they <coughs> stick with. They stick with it. Because uh, I think I told Bethel, I'm not sure if I mentioned this um, on last podcast, but uh, the the developers of the Yakuza games, they said, oh, okay, you know, this is something we're testing out, and if people don't like it, we'll just go back to the beat-em-up style. But a part of me is just kind of like, fuck, man. I hope not. I hope they just stick with it. What's up? They should have said, if you don't like it, you can go fuck yourself. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I honestly hope, and again, I don't, I don't know how it's selling, but... Right now you can get it for like thirty-five bucks. It was originally sixty, and it, it dropped within the first two weeks. So I don't think they saw a big pickup of that game, is my guess. But anyway, um, I'm I'm hoping that doesn't deter them away from the turn-based. Now I want to wait to to finish the game to kind of give my final like thoughts on it. But already with the combat, I like what they did, but they could fine-tune some stuff, but I still want to kind of feel it out as I go through the game. But, yeah, just everything from story. I mean, we talk about Yakuza games so much. It's such a great series. I love that series. And and the change they did with this is just really fun. And at first, I said, I miss Kamarocho because you're in a new place. And I'm just now I'm just like, wow, this is a pretty cool place. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it now. Like, you just... they. They, I don't think they get credit. I don't think the Yakuza games get enough credit for like actually building a really well established open world. You know, they don't they don't get that credit. And I think a lot of people are like, well, it's not that big. And it's like it doesn't have to be that big. And even like the big giant open world, sometimes a lot of it is lacking a ton of things. And I just oh no, I feel the like Yakuza games just do a better job. Fuck, dude. I think that's why I never finished San Andreas, dude, because it just took. So, There's just areas where it was, took so fucking long, man. Now things um, have changed, but. Because um, I remember Yakuza Six was the first game of the series that I played in Camarocho. I remember. I remember liking Camarocho, but then you go to Okinawa. I was like, "Fuck, I want to go back over here," but then you start getting into it. I'm just like, "Fuck, I I like this place. This place is cool." And you go back to Camarocho. I was like. I go. Well, I want to go back to Okinawa. I want to. I want to fuck around over there. Mm-hmm. Do, like, do you really- think though, like, so- just real quick, like, um, it's funny that you bring you bring up uh, San Andreas, right? Yeah. Do you think the game, like, I'm and I and I feel like it's already kind of like that's already a yes now, but like San Andreas was almost like, I know people, a lot of people like it, but it's a a victim of 
the technology at the time yeah. were like like GTA 5 was kind of similar like almost a sequel to that but mm-hmm. had because it was the technology was so much newer you could fill more things in oh, yeah. and make it more interesting to like traverse the the land whereas like San Andreas you didn't have that as much well looking back at five, even when 5 came out i was like oh this is a this is a better open world than San Andreas and and like yeah. San Andreas was in garbage it was just it had pockets in the world where i was like fuck this is boring like boring, this yeah. is fucking boring and right when it released I was like, fuck, I was like, oh, this is interesting. And then once once you go pretty much to the outskirts, like the redneck areas, it was like, this is fucking boring. Like these these yeah. areas are fucking boring. But I remember when playing GTA 5 when that came out, I was like, oh, wow, this is much better. I don't get bored. Like, yeah, it's taking me maybe 20 or 30 minutes to get from point A to point B, but it's fun. It wasn't boring where point A to point B in San Andreas wasn't yeah. fun. But again, you're right. It was the technology, but... I remember how I felt when that was the newest technology. Yeah, yeah. Now going back now, I forgive it more now. You know, I forgive it for for knowing that, but it's just more like, no, I didn't have that much fun, but I think I, I it, it was also it's also habits. It's also habits with Grand Theft Auto, really. Yeah. Um that I had that have changed over the years, but um but anyway, if we're going to talk about GTA, I could talk about a lot of shit about GTA cuz yeah. I feel certain things. You know, I kind of for a while I've been wanting to actually fucking us to do like a not like and ongoing like the Mario games, but I do want us to talk about the impact of Grand Theft Auto and how each game was, like just an episode because I think there's a lot I do want to talk about now about that series. It's it's so in incul- it's so ingrained in g- gaming. It's crazy, you know. But anyway, you, what's up? No, no, I mean, it's funny that you mentioned that because I'm just gonna like, and I know this is probably a question for another time, but like, which which game? Like, just fuck it. I'll just throw it. You can you can take this out of it. Like, which 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 game do you think is the best one? Honestly, no joke. Uh, there's two, but my first one, when you said that, no matter what, to this day, and I know it's old, I, I will fucking pick three over anyone else. Three, and then and then Vice City is a close, super close to one, but it's like, those two, and it's, it's I'm pretty sure it's 100% because of nostalgia, but I don't get fucking bored. Even when Grand Theft Auto, Vice City, not Vice City, uh, Liberty City Stories, I fucking love that one because you got to go back, and then you, I was like, "Oh shit!" I remember in GTA Three, this whole street was fucked up. Now I know how it got fucked up. That's crazy. Like they did shit like that. Like Rockstar, I don't know, man. Like I think I don't know. there's a lot we could talk about it, but for me, it's three. It's three. Yeah, it's three. I remember <clears throat> for me, uh, yeah, it's, dude, I, I play that game over and over again. Like from beginning, like I, I play it, finish it, start it over play it finish it and then i just mess around a bunch i remember do you remember uh you were there when i when i got that when my brother got it for me uh for christmas joe <laughs> i think i, I already had it too but i think i, I think i think I, I sort of remember being there for that yeah i remember you came over and it was like right after christmas and uh because i i would i would always go to mexico for christmas and th- that year my brother stayed because he had to work and he he got me a present like here i opened it up and I saw it. I was like, oh! I got all excited, like, like a little girl. And you guys just made fun. Of that. <laughs> you made fun of him. Yeah. Well, you know, because that was that was the first time I remember. G- this is this was back like I, I was in I was working at Toys R Us when GTA came out. Like, we're gonna end up going into this whole GTA tangent, which I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I yeah, like yeah. talking about. Yeah. But uh, GTA three had just come out, and I remember seeing it, and I remember the first time I looked at it, I was like three. I was like. Fuck, I've never heard of the one and two, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And yeah. um, it was one of the demo games. Like, we were allowed to choose 
in, in at Toys R Us in the R Zone, the video game area, that's what it was called. Um, we were allowed to choose what games we demoed, like the staff could. So it was like, well, fuck, I'm gonna put GTA. So we, <laughs> we had GTA three running <laughs> as a demo, dude. And I like, got the time, and nobody cared really at the time. No one yeah. ever complained. But like yeah. in retrospect now, I was like, holy fuck, you could never get away with that now. No. <laughs> and but I remember like we would play it, and like like one of the things as I remember at my store, they would always tell me like, hey, play the game. Like when 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 business is slow. Or when there's not a lot of stuff going on, play the game so people can like you know you you show them and then like pass it on to them. So there would be times like during the day where like there's nobody fucking there, so I would just I would play for like 45 minutes, and then like if someone would come along, I'd be like, hey, you want to play? Like I would give it to them. So it was kind of like the thing. So it was always like I used to think I was like I fucking get to play, play video games. This is awesome. <laughs> but I mean, Wait, they're all like, wow, thanks, Mister. Yeah, but it was really cool. Like, but I remember playing that, and I was like, "Holy shit, I've never played anything like that." Mm-hmm. Um, but it's funny. Like, I like for me, I feel like, and I know it's it's crazy to say, isn't it? But like, five is the pinnacle to me. Mm-hmm. Like, five to me did. I understand nostalgia, and yeah. I love three, but like, five was for me like the one where I was like, "Holy fuck, this is almost the perfect GTA." Yeah. Um, not per. It, it's still, you know, it, there's too much to go into a game to be perfect. But I was like, fuck, man. Like, I played through five twice, and I never played through games, uh, like multiple times. And like, yeah, I, I, you know, I remember, and that was not long after another game had come out that I was like, I don't think it's gonna be that good. I remember when five came out, I was like, I, I was like, it's gonna be good, but mm-hmm. I don't think it's gonna be that great. But like for me, five was like, like just one of the fucking like. The great to me, it's the greatest GTA. It's the culmination of like mm-hmm. all of what they've done with GTA. Oh, I mean, it's, honorable the, it's mention, the last GTA for like the past ten years. Honorable mention. What happened? Chinatown Wars was fucking great. No, fuck yeah, for DS. Chinatown was Wars cool. was fucking really good. I I didn't play it on DS. I ended up having to play it on the oh, iPhone. The phone, it was yeah. still phone. It was still good. On DS, it was yeah, dope. My I mean, phone too. I have it on my phone as well. It's hard. It's definitely harder to oh, control like that. That's funny that you mention it. I have a, a China. <laughs> it's funny. I have a Grand Theft Auto Chinatown Chinatown Wars um, uh, uh, merchandise from when I used to work. Hold on, I'll show you. <laughs> it's a box uh, where you have your ramen noodles on there. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> that's, take that's, that's at all but, not but what, stereotypical, right? What's funny is there's <laughs> grease stains and shit everywhere. They actually made it. <laughs> It's pretty dope. Yeah, it's pretty I still cool. have it. But yeah, like yeah, for me that was the uh, that was the pinnacle for me. Yeah. No. Was, yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. GTA, man. I do want to do that episode though. Yeah. For sure. I think we have a lot to talk about that series. Oh, uh, but yeah. Um. Yakuza like a dragon. So much stuff. It's so crazy, man. I I I I, I feel this is the one game that's ha- that has so much and and. Yakuza games just have so much stuff in them that it's insane. Like so, I, I really dig it. It's it's good. Um, other than that, I haven't played much uh, the rest of this week. I, I I was busy with other things. I've been streaming a lot more. I am now a Twitch affiliate. So uh, if you wanna watch me play video games on Twitch, uh, just go to Twitch.tv/jlsolid. And you can follow or subscribe or just watch. I have a ton of videos on there if you guys just want to watch. You don't have to subscribe. You don't have to follow. But if you do, uh, that'd be cool. Uh, right now I'm playing the Ape Escape Trilogy on Mondays for Monkey Madness Mondays. And right now I'm on Ape Escape 2. I already finished Ape Escape 1. 
And I'm going into two, and I think this coming Monday will be the last Ape Escape 2 because I think I'm almost at the end. So I'm, I'm going to be finished with that. And then I also played the Monster Hunter Rise demo that came out for the Nintendo Switch, and that was fun. They changed a good chunk, and it's basically like the open world feel of Monster Hunter World, but on the Switch where older Monster Hunter games were more divided. If you went to an area, it had to load where this one does it doesn't load it's loading while you go to it so you don't have that break in between kind of thing if you've played older monster hunter games uh but it was fun i i had a lot of fun with it and i'm like yeah i'm, ge I'm getting this game for switch and i was really impressed on how it ran and how it performed um it didn't perform bad it didn't slow down or anything like that but i was thinking ooh, there was a switch pro it would run up it would look a little bit better again it didn't look bad and run a bit smoother and that's all i would want but other than that even running on the standard hardware nothing's bad it's good solid solid goodness yeah that's pretty much it oh and i watched wandavision it's good i liked it it's fun i haven't seen it yet i forgot i forgot it came out today are they doing just like a one episode a week or is it what is it it's one episode a week but there's two this week and they're both like 30 35 minutes and so far, it's I, it's entertaining, and it's like, what's going on, kind of thing. So I'm liking it. I was really surprised, as in like, it's not really a spoiler, but it's more it's more just like, oh man, I was surprised because it's like it's what I thought it was, but it's now it's just kind of fun. There's just fun stuff in it. So I'm liking it, and it it feels like a Marvel movie because they have Marvel movie moments in it. It's weird. But yeah, uh, I'm liking it. There, I know some people who are just like, I ain't going to fucking watch it. And I'm like, why? They're like, because it's, it's got this sitcom shit. And I'm like... Is it black and white? Yeah, it's black and white. And it's like, it's got this sitcom it. stuff. And I'm just like, well, you know, we've had, what, 50 Marvel movies already, all with action. We can have at least a show that's about other things. It doesn't have to be all action. No, I ain't going to watch it, no matter what. Even if everyone says it's good. I'm like, okay. I have a feeling it's going to swap at some point. I mean, I think it's going to, I don't know. It was, but my impression is like, it's going to be that for a while. And then something's going to happen. It's going to be weird. That's, and I like that. That's cool. Yeah. That, I think that's what I'm liking right now is it's weird and you don't know what's happening kind of thing. That's, that's what I love. I don't need every show or every movie I watch to be like, this is what you're watching and this is what it's about. And you already know everything that's happening because of the trailers. Now just watch our movie. You know, it's just more like, what's going on? Let me let me figure shit out. It's like, oh, should I be paying attention to this? Should I be paying attention to that? Does this mean something? Does that mean something? Oh, this person, like, drank a cup of coffee, but they drank a cup of coffee with their finger up. Does that mean something? That, that didn't happen. I was making shit up. But I started looking at things like, is that a signal? I don't know. Usually when somebody drinks, like, they're they're drinks like that they're a fucking pussy <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um good stuff but yeah um well we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back so see you in a bit Listening to 3PC News with your hosts, Jesse Lira, Robert Esparza, and Joe Ramirez. 
We finally have our first proper look at Bowser's Fury, the expansion coming alongside the port of Super Mario 3D World for the Nintendo Switch, and it features a friendly Bowser Jr. as well as a kaiju-sized version of Bowser and Cat Mario. Revealed in the new trailer, Bowser's Fury is described as an all-new bonus adventure and features Mario working with Bowser Jr., who can seemingly paint walls to create items and attack enemies. It's not clear if Bowser Jr. is controllable by a second player. So did you guys end up watching the trailer for Bowser's Inside Fury? I did. What'd you think, Joe? You, Joe, you've always been a fan of the world games, or this one is particularly. Did this impress you? Yeah. I I mean, I don't know what Bowser, how it's going to end up. Yeah. Uh, I've heard different things. It's probably going to not be very long. It's going to be like a short little, I think it, they've said it's going to be a short thing. Yeah, I've also heard it's that you, there, you could control Bowser Jr., but again, it's everywhere right now. It's all like the, the fact that it's not, uh, I don't want to say, not a full-fledged game because I know that's asking for too much, but mm. I, I'm just hoping it's long enough to feel substantial. Um, but the trailer itself, I thought was fucking great. I yeah. loved the change once you saw Bowser and it goes into that metal riff and everything kind of like the whole trailer was like, this is really fucking cool. Like, it looks cool. It definitely, um, I wasn't sure if I was going to pick that game up at at launch because i was kind of like well i mean i played it but i but you know the bowser thing interests me but it kind of now makes me want to you know play the at least the you know get to play the bowser stuff it's really cool so um i like the trailer though i thought it was really cool yeah I, same as joe I, I think it looks cool it's kind of nice that when they talked about because they announced like hey we're gonna show stuff on bowser's fury because no one really knew what it was no one hadn't seen anything and then you know, when this got shown, I think everyone unanimous, unanimously liked it. They liked the look. It looked like there was everyone talking about, like, oh, in Japan, Bowser's called God Slayer Bowser. But then some people are saying that's not what the actual translation is and what have you. But people just ran with it. People already ran with that image of Bowser. And I've been seeing, like, a ton of, like, really nice artwork of that gigantic God Slayer Bowser, I think. If that's a proper... Uh, translation of the name but it looked cool i was like oh cool this is something new and and you know they didn't have to throw anything new in and again like you said joe if it's depending on the length of it if it's me it's a meaty type of game we're just gonna have to wait until it comes out but it's a nice little it looks like a nice little bonus it doesn't seem yeah. like a half-assed type of thing what i could tell is it looks like it's a whole giant obstacle course that kind of opens up over time and then the more you do the the more it wakes up Bowser kind of thing it looks like until there's a final confrontation is my guess but it's just guessing from what the trailer is. Universal Studios Japan has indefinitely delayed the opening of Super Nintendo World after Osaka Prefecture declared a state of emergency due to COVID-19 pandemic. USJ apologized to all guests and stockholders and explained that the opening date will only be decided and announced after the state of emergency is lifted. We kind of all saw that coming. This was, you know, the pandemic wasn't really shaping up to slow down anytime soon. And even when we heard them saying that the official release or opening for it was February, we're all kind of like, probably not. But I don't know. Any any thoughts on that? Not surprised. I mean, it sucks. It would have been cool if it would have been open. But I mean, that's how things are going. It's, it's, it's not getting any better yet. Yeah, I agree. It's not very surprising. Publisher Ubisoft and developer Massive Entertainment has announced that production has begun on an open-world adventure set in the Star Wars universe as the yet-untitled new project will be released under the recently revitalized Lucasfilm Games banner. 
First revealed in an article with Wired, the Star Wars project is a very in very early stages with massive entertainment, the people who did The Division and the crew, still in recruitment stage, the Ubisoft title represents the first major Star Wars game not produced by Electronic Arts in almost a decade. It has been and will continue to be a very strategic and important partner for us and now going forward, said Sean Shepta, Senior Vice President of Interactive Experience at Disney, but we did feel there's room for others. Yvette Gilmont spoke to the achievement of the project. The Star Wars Galaxy is an amazing source of motivation for our team to innovate and push boundaries of our medium, said the Ubisoft CEO. Building new worlds, characters, and stories that will become lasting parts of the Star Wars lore is an incredible opportunity for us, and we are excited to have our Ubisoft Massive Studio working closely with Lucasfilm Games to create an original Star Wars adventure that is different from anything that has been done before. The news comes less than 24 hours after it is revealed that developers Machine Games and publisher Bethesda are starting work on a new title set within the Indiana Jones universe. Given that the relaunch of Lucasfilm Games was announced only announced scant days ago, clearly the brand is eager to stake its spot in the world of AAA gaming, capitalizing on some of the biggest and most profitable IPs to do so. So, all this announcement, pretty much EA's contract of being the exclusive developer of Star Wars games has ended. That's why now, smartly, anyone can make Star Wars games as long as, you know, Disney allows the license. And EA is still making Star Wars games too, but they're not going to be the only ones. Ubisoft and Bethesda. What do you guys think? Thank God. Yeah. Here's not just them. Here's the thing. I was thinking, wow, EA, you had this exclusive contract for what? Six years? Seven years? Whatever? And you fucked it up. You fucked it up so bad with Battlefront. And Battlefront 2 was like, okay, but then kind of got some shit. And it was a better Battlefront over the other ones. And then... It's like everyone was waiting, like, what's next? And then, like, Jedi Fallen Order came out, and you're like, okay, cool, this is good. You know, it's not great, but, like, it's better than what you did before. And then it just seemed like, yeah, no one talked about Star Wars Squadrons, right? And then they sold it for $40, and no one really talked about it, and it was awesome. It was great. I was like, this this is a great a game. Too yeah, it's probably it's, like an accident. Actually, I was thinking it probably was an accident. They probably just assumed everyone was going to shit on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And then when it was good, they were like, oh, oh, and then just didn't know what to do. I think it's good that they've lost the exclusive exclusivity. Mm-hmm. I don't think uh, that ever. I mean, it, it just really isn't helping. I, I like the 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 turn to more just like anyone to like to allow them all to build because I mean, you know, EA has companies that can still make good games. Uh, I mean, has developers that can make good, some yeah. good Star Wars games that they choose to. And the option to have that is there. I don't know. I, mean, I can't say that I'm really excited about a Ubisoft Star Wars game. <laughs> especially yeah. one done by the makers of the crew and the Division. Because, I mean, already I'm just thinking, in my mind, I'm already like, it's going to be like a Division with Star Wars. And mm. that just doesn't really, that doesn't excite me. Uh, I could be wrong, you know, of course. Um, but then I just look at the te- the typical Ubisoft game, and I'm like, it's just going to be a Star Wars, a Star Wars Ubisoft game, which has like a million side quests, and I I, I don't know. I'm being I'm kind of, and I I am for sure being I'm joking a little bit. I'm definitely being a little cynical here, but you know. Oh, Joe, I I am not disagreeing with you whatsoever, because it's like they announced 
all right, EA's not doing Star Wars anymore. Yay! Everyone's excited. Anyone can Ubisoft. make Star Wars games. Yay! And we're gonna make we're gonna have Ubisoft and Bethesda make a Star Wars and Indiana Jones game. Oh. Well, I'm not. No, here's the, here's the thing. All they're gonna do is reskin Assassin's Creed and put Star Wars in it. But then they're gonna be like, oh, you can't be a female character because it's hard making female characters. I am slightly. I am more um, optimistic. Maybe is I'm, I don't want to say of what they could do with the Indiana Jones license in a game because I mean that's just tailor made for games. That's it's crazy mm. that that hasn't been done before. Oh, they've um, had they so, have had made Indiana Jones games, Joe. They just constantly get canceled. Yeah. Well. Okay. So oh, is that what happens? Yeah. There's there's been I like I want to say like, like two, and then they got canceled. They never that's just saw a light of day, right? The last or like no, the, the... there was one coming out for either no, PS3. Actually released, Hmm? Actually released though. Um, was the P time, right? was the PC Lego? game? Oh shit, Lego. Bethel's right. Lego Indiana oh, Jones. Okay. Lego Indiana Jones. Uh, there was a PS2 game, and then there was the okay. I want to say a PC game. Uh, but there were games that were made. I want to say PS3, Xbox 360 that just got canceled, and I think there was maybe like another PS2 game. But it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, I mean, it's it's made for, especially like I'm yeah. surprised that you know, uh, those were those games weren't greenlit, especially during you know the height of like Uncharted and Tomb Raider. While all that was going on, I would have been like, you would have thought that, you know what I mean? That we know of. Yeah, that we know of. Because there's a lot of games. It's crazy. There's a lot of games that we don't know of that were like 80 to 85, sometimes 95 percent, almost complete and canceled. Millions of dollars down the drain. Well, wasn't like the uh, Battlefront original Battlefront two like almost complete and they scrapped it? Battlefront three. Three. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, and there was like leaked stuff. They showed like footage. There was supposed to be a a, a dark version of Obi Wan Kenobi or something. I remember. But like, uh, like I said, so like, not really uh, excited that the the license is now open. Um, not so excited really about the um, Ubisoft game, mm-hmm. and intrigued by what they can do with Indiana Jones. With Indiana Jones, I want to ask you guys something because some right off the bat, I, people I've talked to, I haven't talked to you guys about it yet, and I was curious to see what you guys think. A lot of people were excited. And again, I don't get excited for just CG. It, it just it's Indiana Jones, but we don't see nothing. Like I, whenever I see those type of things, it makes me think of Dead Island and how that game had a trailer that people liked that was just CG and it's nothing, right? But this is Indiana Jones. It's just the excitement is an Indiana Jones game. That's what it is, right? This is how I feel. I feel I I'm excited to play an Indiana Jones game. I don't want this Indiana Jones game to be like Uncharted. Uncharted is an indiana jones game but indiana jones has never been as crazy as uncharted gets and so if indiana jones does what uncharted does with the crazy over the top stuff then it's like oh it's indiana jones but uncharted even though india uncharted is we would say it's like indiana jones the game does that make any sense what i'm trying to say like, uh, like but like, indiana like, jones hid inside of a refrigerator and survived oh my god dude we're not talking so, about I mean, that if that's not over the top, yes, I don't there. know what is. Dude, yeah, but that game, that game, that came out. That movie was one sucked, and that came out after Uncharted. A game came out, right? I'm talking about 
the original good three. There was never a fourth Indiana Jones. I mean, Jones. people's faith is melted after opening the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah, no, no, no. That's what I'm saying. It's like, it's like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Pretty that it, it can't do it, but I just, I don't know. I, I see a, a review going, oh, wow. And not in a negative way, but like, oh, wow. This Indiana Jones feels like Uncharted, where it should just be more like this Indiana Jones game is Indiana Jones. Does that make any sense what I'm trying to say? They were ripping people's hearts out of their out of bodies, Jesse, in Indiana Jones. No, you get what I'm saying with the crazy, massive set pieces <laughs> yeah, 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 that, that it, uh, Uncharted we does. Get it. Like, we get it. Yeah, we get no, it. that's what that's what I'm saying. It's like I, I don't. Pretty much what I'm saying is Indiana Jones is awesome. I like the movies, and an Indiana Jones game is what I want to play. But I don't want to be like, oh, it's trying to be Uncharted. So you not, don't want to play an Uncharted game or I, a two-movie game. I want to play an Jones. Indiana Jones game. And then you I just I, want something different. I think yeah. I think more than anything you want something different, something that's not Uncharted or Tomato. Yeah. Cuz I've already played those. Yeah. And then and then even the newer Tomb Raiders were just like, "Oh, it's just being Uncharted." When it should just be like, "Oh, this is the next Tomb Raider." And I'm not saying you can't have crazy set pieces where you know, you're climbing this whole bell tower and then the whole giant bell breaks down and you got to go back down while everything's crashing around you. Like, that's uncharted, you know? And, like, I don't want to see Indy do that, but I want to see Indy do his crazy shit, like the minecart shit, like something in that that vein, you know? Because Uncharted never did it, to my thought, like that minecart thing. The closest thing I would say it did was just, like, jumping from car to car, you know? But the minecart thing was a unique thing in the movies. Again, this, these are games, movies, they're very separate things. I'm just saying, like, I want it to be like, yeah, this is a fucking Indiana Jones game. You know, like, awesome. And I want them to mix it up, too. Like, make it Indiana Jones, but, like, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I, all I thought was, like, I just don't want people to be like, it's just like Uncharted. It's like, no. Yeah. I want it to be great. I want it to be awesome. And that, even if it is Uncharted, look, here's the thing. Even if it is Uncharted, it's still fucking awesome because it's Indiana Jones, too. Get what I'm saying? I think no matter what, it's gonna if they make a some action-adventure game, it's going to be compared to Uncharted. Like no matter what, so but not every be- but not every action adventure game is Uncharted. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. Well, I mean, sure. but if they make something like if that, in, I mean, if that, uh... like, like what I'm saying, I think what I'm saying is like it's easy just to do that. Like it could just be easy. let's just do an Uncharted, but like let's let's do something like hey, that uh, maybe Uncharted hasn't done or just improve on that, you know, to where it's similar and it echoes. It, it's a, it's like a song. It rhymes. Um. <laughs> but like it's its own thing you know like you get what I'm saying I don't know like I'm I not trying it. to like say even I if they do it. yeah Indiana Jones kart racing but mine kart racing oh Joe got it Joe I was gonna it. I was just gonna say uh, Indiana Jones Tetris even better even better Indiana just Jones take the, just take the the 2600 pitfall and then just call it Indiana Jones <laughs> Yeah, because it's not, it's not bad to do that. Like, fucking, we are just talking about Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order was, like, Uncharted Dark Souls game type of thing, you know? It, it just grabbed and, like, okay, let's make a fucking game, you know? I want to try that now that they upgraded. They did the little upgrades. For oh, yeah. Yeah, the upgrades. Um, Okay, with the Star Wars game, the Ubisoft game, I completely, like, with your thought of, like, oh, man, you know, it's the people who made Division and the crew. My thought is... I think Disney, Lucasfilm Games, because of what happened with EA, they're like, no loot boxes. Too much shit with that loot box shit. 
So if you're getting this license, our, our thing is no loot boxes, no this. DLC story content is fine. This type of stuff is fine. But nothing with loot boxes, not with this. Like, we see how you do this with Division. You can't do this with our property. I could see them having that in the contract. Like, hey, we're giving you this license, but you can't do this. Because all that bad feedback from Battlefront 2, I don't think they didn't like that. They, they were like, you know, we, how we all felt was like them going like, what the fuck is going on? Why is this getting reviewed bombed? And why are people pissed off? And all this stuff, you know, even with Battlefront 2. That's what yes, I think. Yeah, WB Games are like, well, we won't have loot boxes the first week of the release. Oh, first week. Yeah. yeah, you're right. But this is okay. This is my guess on what the Ubisoft game's gonna be, because EA didn't do it, because Bioware isn't Bioware anymore. I think Ubisoft is making Knights of the Old Republic, the next game, but it's going to have the choose your own dialogue stuff, but the combat is gonna be action based, like. Final Fantasy 7 Remake. I don't think it's going to have the turn-based that version of it. They're going to have their upgraded version. So you're going to have people say, like, it's not like Bioware. Bioware should have done the game, but it's like Bioware doesn't do that anymore. Bioware does Anthem. Bioware does Mass Effect Andromeda. You know what I mean? So that's my feeling. I think the big surprise, and I could be wrong, this is just, I'm just making a guess. It is going to be a Knights of the Old Republic game by Ubisoft. Calling it right now. Probably wrong, but... And then when they oh, when they have the pitch so meeting many, at E3, so many escort missions and fucking fetch quests. Yeah, that's why that's why I'm just like it's not gonna be that. I don't think it's gonna be awesome. Finding glyphs, finding glyphs. <laughs> you gotta find these magical force feathers. There's a hundred scattered throughout the the world map. And then you have to climb towers in the Star Wars worlds to get a to scan of the whole maps. And then you jump down into a pile of a. Uh, what do they have in Star Wars? A uh, pile of uh, Ewoks. A pile oh. of Ewoks. You fall in the pile <laughs> of Ewoks. Hey, you know, it's it's cool that the license is going to other developers. It's, right now, it's Ubisoft and Bethesda, so it's kind of like, eh. Oh, did you see um, Devolver Digital, the people behind uh, Hotline Miami and many other great games, was like, hey, we want to make a Star War. <laughs> yeah they put, hey they tweeted it it's like we want to make a star war and i thought like dude that, that'd be great dude i i even thought like you know what they could pitch hey people love nostalgia and people love the super star wars for super nintendo super star wars empire strikes back super star wars return of the jedi we'll do super star wars the phantom menace we'll do super star wars attack of the clones whatever we'll do the other ones for 20 bucks a pop they'll sell like crazy limited run games or whoever will make physical copies blah 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 like i could see that working them pitching that you know with this going to anyone right now but i mean hearing that it's ubisoft and bethesda it makes sense you're like yeah those would be the the ones that would probably get it is there a developer a creator somebody you're like i'd like to see them make a star wars game anyone at all or a, or a type of star wars games like hey you know I, we've done x-wings we've fucking done lightsabers i actually want to see this uh, I want to see a walking simulator involving uh, Jedi and Sith love, like Romeo and Juliet type of shit. Like it's forbidden, but like, and yeah, kind of like gone home, and you got to go around and you find notes like oh, he fell, they fell in love with a, a Jedi, the Sith. This devil fell in love with the sand person. Yeah, and then you go like, oh, they're over here. Oh, they killed themselves because they were in love, and then you find out like, oh no, they ran away. I think Jesse would kill for like a persona, like a Jedi high school fucking uh, Star Wars game. I mean, I'm, I, I would, I would like that too. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I would say that's a start of a Knights of the Old Republic, but with, with more of an action-based uh, uh, theme to it. A la maybe a it's Mass the Ubisoft Effect. game what? I told you about. Well, hold on. Here's the thing. <laughs> In theory, sounds great under the right developer. I just don't think Ubisoft's Fuck the no. right developer. So uh, that intrigues me. The idea of a game like that does intrigue me. Mass Effect like style action you know with a uh not to the old republic style you know dialogue you know like just overall theme but yeah we'll see i made i made a joke with mine but this, I, i'm legit serious about this um i would like to see a game and they've they've had games like this like oh you can be on the side of the rebellion or you can be inside of the empire but I really, really want to see one that's only the side of the Empire, but someone who actually believes in the cause, but actually thinks like, oh, no, I'm doing the right thing. Like, this is the right thing. And it isn't till it's too late that they realize, oh, shit, I wasn't doing the right thing. I'm actually with the bad side. And then it's over for them. You get I what I'm saying? Was, I believe that was done. In an, I believe that was done in an Assassin's Creed game, Jesse. So oh, was worry. it really? You have the right company. You have the right oh, company shit. making the game for it. <laughs> no, because all these other ones, games where it's like, oh, you can be the the rebellion or you can be the empire. You know, like every time it's like the rebellion, they're so courageous and they talk so heroically. And then when you play the empire, it's like everyone talks like they're evil, and it's just like that's so. To me, that's just shitty writing. Because there would be people on those sides who are just like think they're doing right, but it's not. You know. Hey man, what's going on? Like, hey, like, buds. Like, normal. hey man. Commander, commander, or or general, general Foflar, he's been really mean today. You know, he's just, right. he killed a guy. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, but that guy was a spy. Like that that guy, he killed like two little kids. Like oh, then he deserved it. You know, kind of shit like that. Like I don't know, just something like that because you don't you don't see that, but something where you're just like oh shit, you know that's that's crazy to see it in that view. You know, because there's I don't know like both sides. Like it's not like the rebellion's completely clean. They do shit that's fucked up, you know, for the greater cause. I don't know. I want to see something like that that makes you go like, "Oh fuck," you know. But then at the, I I just want that. Like at the moment, like your main character you're playing realizes like, "Oh no, no, no," and then tries to but can't. You know, it's already too late. I want to see something like that. That'd be crazy. All news and articles are from publications like IGN, Gotaku, Destructoid, and Gadget, Gamespot, and Polygon. Thank you for listening to 3PC News. We'll be back after the break. It seems like we've been talking about this title for the past couple episodes. And it was a very compelling title. Cyberpunk 2077. CD Projekt Red. CD Projekt Red came out with an apology video. Did you uh, guys end up taking any time to listen or hear this? No, I didn't even know that happened. Yeah. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to see if this works and hopefully you guys can hear it. I want to play through it but pause in certain moments. What I'm going to do here is we're going to play through the message from, I think, one of the co-founders of CD Projekt Red. And I'm going to pause it at certain moments so we can kind of discuss 
but yeah, uh, we're gonna go through it uh, because it was a um, it's a very interesting apology message that they ended up uh, releasing. So let's 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 do it. Hey everyone, my name is Marcin Iwinski. I'm the co-founder of Cede Project. When I started Cede Project 25 years ago, one of its founding principles was honest and direct communication with gamers. When Cede Project Red, the game development part of Cede Project was born, it added something important to that principle, the ambition to make the best games in the world. It became our mission and something that guided us up until now. Based on that legacy of genuine and honest communication, you've trusted us and pre-ordered our game. And despite good reviews on PC, the console version of Cyberpunk 2077 did not meet the quality standard we wanted it to meet. I and the entire leadership team are deeply sorry for this, and this video is me publicly owning up to that. Please, don't fault any of our teams for what happened. They all are incredibly talented and hardworking. Myself and the board are the final decision makers, and it was our call to release the game. Although, believe me, we never ever intended for anything like this to happen. I assure you that we'll do our best to regain your trust. So far with that beginning part of his message, how did you guys take that? Him owning up to it and saying not to blame the team. I think it's a little late. They should have done that a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't take away from the fact that they still lied. Or they withheld information about how far along the game was. So, I mean, you can't... You're only... Like, when this ever happens, it only ever... You can't look good out of it. Like, really, how can you look good? Mm -hmm. You 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 withheld information. You released a game that clearly was half, you know, like like not half, uh, but like just undercooked for certain consoles. And then afterwards, you're spending this time apologizing. It just doesn't look good. Beto. Yeah, I feel the same way. Like if I don't know, I feel like whenever this this happened, I mean this this happened. There was a bad game. They lied about about it. Uh, they lied about it, but it's. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like you can't really. I don't know. I really don't care what these people say when they apologize. You fucking did what you did. You apologize now only because it's backfiring. That's what. That's what I feel is. Okay, we're gonna continue it for you. Now I'd like to tell you how the situation looked like from the inside. Cyberpunk 2077 is huge in scope, and I'm not only talking about quests or things you see at first glance. I'm talking about a multitude of custom objects, interacting systems, and mechanics. In the game, everything is not stretched out over flat terrain where we can make things less taxing hardware-wise, but condensed in one big city and in a relatively loading-free environment. On its own, this is a challenge, but we made it even more difficult for ourselves by wanting to make the game look epic on PCs and then adjusting it to consoles, especially old gems. That was our core assumption, and things did not look super difficult at first. We knew the hardware gap, yes, but ultimately, I think that time has proven that uh, we've underestimated the task. To give you a concrete example and the main culprit, we had to constantly improve our in-game streaming system for all-gen consoles. Streaming is responsible for feeding the engine with what you see on screen, as well as the game mechanics. And since the city is so packed and the disk bandwidth of all-gens is what it is, it constantly challenged us. Every change and improvement needed to be tested, and as it turned out, our testing did not show a big part of the issues you experience while playing the game. As we got closer to the final release, 
We saw significant improvements each and every day, and we really believed we would deliver in the final Day Zero update. They go into it apologizing for the game. They, they had it their fault. How I looked at this part of him talking is now he's going, well then, but the, the, the hardware just wasn't up to our vision. You know, we, we started this with PC, and uh, then we did it on consoles, and it just, you know, it could, you know, so it's it's not our fault, even though we said we own up to it. And well, it's 100% their fault. Yeah. That's, that's, that's their lack of planning or lack of, um, I mean, god damn, they just talked about something similar to this with uh, Mighty uh, Mighty Number no. 9 and the, what happened. Like, mm -hmm. you guys took on too much. You guys overcommitted to doing the PC and not thinking or not asking yourselves if this game was going to be, you know, to what level it was going to be able to, you were going to commit to releasing a version, to releasing a version of the game that, for a console, or consoles, that are still basically the number one consoles, like, that's what's in everybody's houses right now. See, right now, everybody doesn't have a PC. Everybody doesn't have a PS5 or an Xbox Series X. People have PS4s or Xbox, you know, ones. That's that's what they have. Mm -hmm. And they knew that. The, the data is there. It's not like it was some kind of a lie. So it's like when they're saying that, it just doesn't, it doesn't jive with, like, I, I, again, it just, it comes off as disingenuous. I don't know. They said that they, they're saying about um, how big it was. And then w wouldn't they have known that it would have trouble, it would have trouble running on on regular consoles like a long time ago they should have known this like over a year ago right yeah that i mean i, I think they should have just planned a delay instead if they fucking really like if it was like he, he was saying like the world is so populated condensed it's not just a flat you know it's when he said that he's like it's just not flat and in an open world where we just put things or whatever it's so condensed and layered now if you guys remember when I talk again, I don't know how game development is. I don't know how it is to make a game. And the game I'm going to be talking about was only for one console. Later on, this title came out for PC, and that title is Horizon Zero Dawn. That one, even when I played it, I'm like, man, there's, there's like, it's so layered in that world that even like it was like way too much to where I felt like, oh, you don't, I don't think you need to do all that stuff. But they had it working again. They only had to work for one console. They did it for the PS4, and it was the engine that um yeah. gorilla games it was you know was an engine they built and it was a you know is on a on a console that they were familiar with right that's the benefit of that you know but again i don't work in gaming i don't know how it is to make a game but him saying whoa there's just so much it's so layered it's a lot that these other consoles couldn't handle to me and i think you even mentioned this too and you're kind of talking about as well joe is like Hey, you want to make it for PC? You should have just released it for PC first, and then did consoles way later. That's what it comes down to. Sure. Like, like, also, they, like also he did. What's up? You can't not like he's saying. Like, we really thought that by the zero day update, we have all of these things cleaned up. Like, have you seen or how? I mean, has he even seen or heard how badly the PS4? Or the Xbox One versions of this game are running. Mm -hmm. Like, how can he say that with a straight face? Yeah, because it's impossible. It's like there's no way you, you you can't actually believe that bullshit. Yeah, well, you know, and even someone that has it can't believe that. Uh -huh. 
Um, I'm going to continue it because he does talk a yeah. bit about the... Uh, you'll, you'll hear it. So I'm going to continue yeah. with the video. Now let's talk about the review process. We started sending our PC review keys in the first days of December. On launch day, December 10th, we hit the ground running with a really good start on PC. While not perfect, it's a version of Cyberpunk we are very proud of. At the same time, we're fighting for quality on all-gen consoles till the very last moment. And every extra day of us working on the Day Zero update brought visible improvement. This is why we started sending console review keys on the 8th of December, which was later than we originally planned. This all happened while working from home with all the challenges resulting from the COVID-related restrictions. A lot of the dynamics we normally take for granted got lost over video calls or email, and we took that hit too. Now I'd like to tell you about our plans for the future and present a path for Cyberpunk 2077 on consoles and PC. We have already released three hotfixes improving the game, but that's just the beginning. Our ultimate goal is to fix the bugs and crashes gamers are experiencing across platforms. Please expect bigger and smaller patches on a regular basis. The first update will be dropping within 10 days and it will be followed by another, more significant one in the following weeks. We will, of course, continue to work on the game in future updates and improvements beyond that. Our big plans for supporting Cyberpunk in the long term did not change. As for the free DLCs, our initial plan was to deliver them just after the release, much like we did with The Witcher 3. We decided to focus on the most important fixes and updates first, and we'll be releasing the DLCs afterwards. Expect more information in the upcoming months. For those of you playing on next-gen consoles in back compatibility, you can still expect the free next-gen update for Xbox Series consoles and PlayStation 5 arriving in 2021. We are aiming at the second half of the year. I'd like to end this video by assuring you that we treat this entire situation very seriously and are working hard to make it right. The guiding principles of our company are still core to what we do. We still want to make amazing games and have an open communication with you, our players. For now, our immediate focus is to work hard on making sure you enjoy Cyberpunk 2077 regardless of platform. Beyond Cyberpunk, we have many plans for the future, which we'll share more about when we're ready. Thank you for taking the time to watch this video. Joe, thoughts? Mm -hmm. Like the COVID thing, again, um, we all know that that's an issue. Yeah. But and that's not our faults. The consumer, you can't tell a consumer that after you can't go like, well, we had a lot of problems releasing this game. It, it's, it, it just, it's again, it's another fucking, it's disingenuous. It, you can't go after the fact, after you release a game and it's subpar and then go, well, you know this COVID thing. It's like, okay, well, why didn't you tell that? Why didn't you say that beforehand? When and you, was, you had a game that wasn't ready to fucking release. That was only like what eight or nine months of COVID, but you had like two or four. How many? How long were they working on this before? So they it got seven years, but I think yeah, it really probably started maybe three or four years ago. You had all that time, but those eight months are like, oh, it's because of those eight months. And, that, and that's that, and that's the thing, like. If it was if if it was a problem, then you, sorry, next year, yeah, next year. But no, it's that's what makes me annoyed about this video. Is like, hey, we apologize. It's on us. Now we're gonna say why it's not really our fault. COVID, 
uh it was running good on pc hey uh we released the pc keys to reviewers four days ahead but uh the console ones was two days before it released uh did, that's not what we planned it's like boy these things get not, planned way before did, what did they not have people testing it on old consoles too what's he, here's the thing and again i'm saying this i don't work in games i don't know how it is it's just what i hear online from other people who are qa testers qa testers people who test the game but you know they went this doesn't work our reports are this doesn't work. And a lot of the times I, I was here, I was reading all these stories. It was just like, yeah, they get mad if you find something, you know, how, how, like for all I know, I don't know. Maybe they were like, you're working cyberpunk. You're like, yeah, this doesn't work. This doesn't work. You're getting so much shit. You're like, fuck, I'm not going to say anything now. I found this. Fuck it. They're just going to get fucking mad. They're going to release it anyway. I told them a month ago, it's going to take this much long to fix it or whatever. And they don't give a shit. That's what it came down to. They didn't care. They knew. These QA testers, I know, I'm, I, I'll put money that they knew they said something and either someone, not from the top, some management was like, fuck, well, I'm not going to tell this person and this person's not going to tell that person. I'm not going to tell them or I'm going to tell them. But then they're like, at the top, they're just like, fuck it. We got to make our investors happy. We have to release this during the holiday season. We have to make our money. Like they knew. And and that's what's annoying. That's what's, what's, that's what's annoying about this whole thing. You know? I played the game. I beat the game. I liked the game. But this makes it annoying. This makes it like fucking... Like, my feeling for the game doesn't change. It doesn't. But how they're handling everything is fucking annoying. Because they're treating everyone else like, well, it's not our fault. Your feeling for the game doesn't change, Jesse. But your feeling for the publisher yeah. and for the developer... That's what's going to be the negative impact on them. And now, you know, for someone like we said before, that got so much praise in the past, they're no different than EA. They're now no different than any other AAA uh, publisher, developer. You know, and that's their, that's going to be their um, across the bear. Better. How they said um, that the, the next gen console will not come out until 2021 I, I i mentioned that a while ago too that second half it sounded like uh yeah but i feel like that's that was supposed to probably the the original release date but i feel like they wanted to do something like the gta 5 where they release on last gen consoles but then kind of still make sales into the ps or the next gen consoles mm -hmm. yeah you're probably so, right so that's why i feel like it's it got rushed but but the original release date was later in the in the uh, next in console's life joe Bethel, did they have to release this did they have to release uh, this statement probably with the pending the class action lawsuit that yeah. supposedly they're going to vigorously fight i'm sure someone probably was like yo you guys need to say something in order to fight this and you know we need to come up with a story in order for us to you know combat this lawsuit I, 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 in fact, I would think that's probably the only real reason they're, they made a statement. Does this help them? No, at all. Not at all. I mean, it could help. This might be, this might help them in as far as, uh, their lawsuit. It could, but as far as gaining the trust of fans, I don't think it does. I mean, there's always hella hardcore fans that are fucking idiots who are going to defend this game no matter what and defend them no matter what. And, but you know, those guys are, those guys are fucking garbage anyway. So I don't really care what those things, but like, mm -hmm. 
I mean, what they think. So, I mean, but like people that actually went out there and bought the game were really disappointed. They're going to remember this. It's no different than Bethesda with Fallout 76 and what they did to the Fallout fans, you know, how it was released. It's a similar to a lot of other games. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and it's funny. Going back to the COVID thing, we're like, we created a large game and da 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 and this or that. And, but, you know, COVID. Yeah. Well, you know what? I hate to say this. And, you know, it doesn't feel good to say this, but, you know, Call of Duty released a fucking game. Uh, and they had to deal with COVID. And, uh, Naughty Dog, hear, Sucker I didn't Punch. I hear a lot of bad shit about how it fucking played. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. At the very least. Or, I mean, no, not any worse than, than what they normally did. So when you've got, you know, congratulations when you make Activision <laughs> look like the good guy. You know you're doing something wrong. Yeah, it's crazy. It was a, it was a week of 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 a lot of information, a lot of stuff that came out, but that was just one that was like really like. That's why I kind of wanted to make it the main topic because it just seems like there's always something about cyberpunk. There's always something that comes out. There's always always something that just kind of like I don't know. I think no one really liked this video whatsoever. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were very negative and rightly so about it especially us i knew this was gonna i upset me and i know it upset you and and i mean it's 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 small it's first world problems but it's just more of like you know, we talk about games we we discuss things and i think this is one thing where we're just kind of like yeah it's not not cool yeah anything else fuck konami <laughs> or cd project red yeah no but you know what you, you, what you said, Joe, you're right. Whatever CD Projekt Red does next, it's going to be scrutinized. It's going to be really looked at and like, okay, how is this? How is it? Like, oh, what happened mm-hmm. with Cyberpunk, you know? Just the more this happens, I really just think that's it, man. Like for Cyberpunk, as in like, it, I don't think it, I said it, it I don't think it's going to be a No Man's Sky. No way. I don't see it. I, I'm probably, gonna, I might be wrong, but I don't yeah, know. Not at all. But yeah, well, that's going to be it for this week in Third Party Control Podcast. If you want to send us any questions, comments, or concerns, you can send it to us at thirdpartycontrolpodcast at gmail.com or our Instagram at thirdpartycontrolpodcast. It's Third Party Control Podcast with a 3RD. Thanks for listening. I am your host, Jesse P.S. Liberal with Beto Sparza and Joe Ramirez. And we may not be as good as everyone else. We kind of get the job done later. Peace. Very very warm day today. What do you, how how you guys feeling about that? Well, I mean, I'm in uh, I'm in Oxnard in Ventura, so it's like eighty one. So you make I mean, it you make it seem like it's so fucking hot over here. It's like eighty six over there. It's, it's five degrees. You can you can feel that. Okay. I'm just saying, it's true. You can feel it. Okay. I don't know. I got my AC on all the time, so don't be jealous, Jesse. It's okay. <laughs> I, I used to be a Santa Paulinian too. It's fine, dude. I ain't and like it's. Oh, never mind. Nothing. <laughs> We're cool.
At least we get some of the ocean breeze over here. Unlike Fillmore gets nothing. I can fucking, it's weird how like dry it is over there compared to here. It's just like five away. Yeah, it's weird. It's, it's not because like I'm originally from Santa Paula or anything like that, but seriously, I'd want to shoot myself if I lived for more. That <laughs> 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 came out wrong. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I, well, see, I, would, I know what you but mean. I mean there's, just, there's nothing, there's nowhere to go. Like, like if you want to go anywhere, you have to drive 40 minutes like anywhere <laughs> to get anywhere. It just seems like so shitty. Like a joke, it's, uh, I'd rather be, I'd rather be dead in San Paulo than alive in Fillmore. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of true. Well, it was uh, no, like to all me, of our Fillmore fans, real quick. I, it's we don't mean it. We're just no, like we kind of mean it, but we don't. No, well, for me, it was it's never like it was. Ne- it was never like you know, like when you're in middle school, high school, it was like yeah, fuck Fillmore when it was like football games and stuff. But for me, it was just like oh, just because it gets hot over there, hot turf. For me, I always just consider football like, oh, we have to go through here just to get to Magic Mountain. Oh, I swear. Yeah. And like, the only I, I, part of Valencia is Magic Mountain, too, so I don't want to fucking be able to. Yeah, Valencia <laughs> sucks, too, dude. Yeah. I, I like to make fun of my friends that are from Fillmore that I that I go to the gym with. I'd be like, your biggest fucking street is the freeway. 